So, you know, years ago, I used to uh, date this guy. Uh, we're going to call him Brad. Brad. Right. Okay. <laughs> I used to date this guy, Brad, Pitt. of the Caucasian <laughs> persuasion. Wasn't Brad Pitt, but we're just going to call him <laughs> Brad. Codename Brad. Okay. And uh, he, was a, he was a good guy. He was a really nice guy and had a really nice family. He had um, really great parents. I liked them a lot. And I remember when Christmas... He had invited me to um, his family's house, you know, for Christmas and Christmas dinner and stuff. And on Christmas Eve, they would go visit his grandmother. And so it came out, you know, that his grandmother was like pretty much just racist. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> just racist. Yeah, didn't like anybody brown. And so, um, you know, his father was just like, look, you're part of the family and, you know, you're coming with us or none of us are going at all. And I was like, wow. And this was his okay. mother. And I was like, well, I had a lot of respect for him over that. And I was like, that was, you know, that was really upstanding. You showed a lot of character there. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Well, did you go? Hell no, I didn't go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you think I'm going to sit in some old racist white lady's house while she goes back in the kitchen and puts that special sauce on my food? Oh, man, <laughs> but you know, I, I races in laws, yes, the races in the circle, the in laws, the friends of friends. The yeah, mm-hmm. what do you do with them? I don't know. The one thing I, I do recognize now, we are uh, we are from a very integrated family, mm-hmm. okay? Not not the older generation, the older generation right. was you know, black panthered up, they ain't play, you know, what I mean, right, right, but, right. As we have had kids, and like everybody is married, whoever they want, I've never seen anybody go through a period where it's like you can't bring anyone over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm bringing this up just because if when you look at this, we're talking about women who faced oppression mm-hmm. head on to the point they put on leather jackets, black berets, and afros, like had yeah. guns under turbans and everything, right. fighting oppression. But yet, when we came back with whoever we dated, we've never faced any, like, I don't like those kind of people or whatever. Mm, never once. Open arms. Every time. But when you look at the people on the other side, and I'm, right. talk, I'm, talking, about, uh, I'm talking about across the board. There's not one person I'm pointing out or anything. But mm-hmm. when you look at everybody, it's like the racism that's given back is like, I don't know how I feel about this. I want, and I mean, I hope somebody writes in and tells me, I would really like to understand white white rejection. I'm not going to call it racism, because when they call it racism, they're like, oh my God, I'm not racist. So please explain to me where you were coming from and why you hate niggas so much. I know you don't <laughs> hate niggas. I know you're not saying you hate them, but why, why are uh-huh. you so afraid to have your family like be integrated with them? Does it bring down your social yeah. status? Are you not allowed to certain parties anymore? Is it like right. a secret world that I don't know about? Let me know so I can be like, okay, I'm on my business. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just, it's crazy because it seems like we all we all face it in one area or the other. Like you said, in-laws, sometimes it's friends of friends. I mean, I have, I'm one of these people who have deleted people on social media because it has become apparent over the last couple of years that they're racist. Just because yeah. they don't hurl the N-word, they are racist. Mm-hmm. And I have had to let some people go because I don't feel like I am under any obligation to um, be friends with a racist and yeah. to 
like just overlook that and make myself small or to you know try to make them comfortable with who I am accommodate or their racism them, accommodate their racism I am not under any obligation to do that so if that's how you feel and that's who you are go be with your people <laughs> you know and the funny thing is you know I teach classes and everything and mm -hmm. I was talking to some of the people mind you these are young people and I said well we were talking about this around Martin Luther King's birthday. And I said, well, do you think the people who killed the preacher, who was white, mm -hmm. who were attacking black people and everything because they were against segregation, do you think that they knew that they were racist? Mm -hmm. And these young people said, no, they knew already. They're like, no, they didn't think it, but they were still wrong. Young people, hmm. young yeah. people who, are, who haven't even reached double digits in age. Right. <laughs> could recognize that. So when I look yeah. at older people who have seen these things and can look at some of these, some of these people can look at these things and say, oh, that's disgusting to treat somebody right. else like that. But when they're faced with it, when they're yeah. faced with it, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. When you say he's black, how dark is he? <laughs> exactly. Just how black are we talking here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. I mean, I have had an ex who wasn't even white but still mm -hmm. it was like the notion of what a black male is you know was in her head enough to the point that she wouldn't even meet me like mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was out of the question right. you know and um to a lot of those people i say f you i don't i don't <laughs> pretty much i don't i mean i don't yeah. care I, at this yeah. point in my life i don't care i'm gonna date who i want if you don't like it well you know and if the person sides with you, I'll bother you too. I mean, it's a tough thing that you got to go through, but it is a part of life. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you do have those people who are just like outwardly and obviously racist, like the situation you just discussed. And then you have these people who, they, won't, they wouldn't call themselves racist. Like, you know, the litmus test for racism is always like whether or not to use the N-word. And if you don't, then of right. course you're not racist. Right. But um, I remember even at, I was in graduate school many, many years ago in a very, you know, liberal part of the country in the Pacific Northwest. And um, I remember we had grad school interviews and there was a student who came. Now, this student was not even African-American, but she had brown skin. She was of an ethnicity that had brown skin. And she came in for an interview. Now, our interviews used to be like pretty like it wasn't like solve these equations and take this test. It was more so like, what's your background? What are your interests? You know, what area are you coming from? What are you interested in doing? Mm -hmm. But when this woman went to this man's office, the first thing he saw was her brown skin. You know, he made her go up to the board and for like a half an hour, I felt so bad because I was not in the room. I didn't see this. He was just quizzing her, making her like write equations, solve equations. I mean, do things wow. that was in, they were outside of her area of expertise. So it wasn't any fault of her own that she didn't notice information. She mm -hmm. just came from a different background. Yeah. And um, I mean, he, it, it was awful. It was terrible. She came out, she was like shaking, tears in her eyes. She's like, I've never experienced that in an interview before. And so I had found out later from some other graduate students that during the process of reviewing applications, his uh, response to hers was, that was the worst interview I've ever seen. And I'm sure she only got an interview because of the color of her skin. Oh. And See, his, I, <laughs> when I heard that, I... You want to choke him out? Throat punch somebody. You want to choke him out? You want to choke like, him out? I'm like, no one has ever questioned why any of these white students are here. And some of those, these students, some of, you know, everyone doesn't make it to the end. People come in, they fall off for various reasons. No one has questioned why they're there. 
who their father knew, who, you know, what connections they had. No one questions why they're there. It's just us. It's just us. You know, when I see, when I deal with racism, I have this weird thing. I never want to hit the person. I never want to hit anybody. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am. But I do want to choke them out. I want to put my thumbs around their esophagus and just choke it and just choke the. Oh, I, I know that's, that's a little far. I know that's, that's a little far. Jay going crazy. Far, but uh-huh. so is racism. Yeah. Racism is. is a little far. And it's yeah. dumb. Now, here's the question because we are the recipients of it so many times. So let's, let's flip it for everybody's entertainment. Let's flip it real quick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, grab your drink, toast to your racism, and now let's ask. Now, if we did come from a family that was against dating white or anything else mm-hmm. how do you think you would handle it mm. do you think that you would i mean because it's a, it's a fair question because yeah. on the, on the flip side of it i've never had to deal with that i'm just being real i never had right. to deal with mm-hmm. like i gotta feel uncomfortable about bringing this person at home or whatever so right. if uh, if our parents who were black panthers and saw white people do some horrible things to our people if they were like absolutely not by any means necessary, get that so-and-so out of my house. How would you handle it? How would I handle it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking you. Oh, no, you asked me my, how I would handle it. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy that, my meal I mean, while, you, while you tell me this one. You go, <laughs> you go ahead and chew on that burger. Um, I, you know, that's a good question. It has never been a thing. Like, even when I dated Brad back in the day, like, I brought him to see our family in, like, inner-city Philadelphia. Right, and right. I was definitely a little nervous, like, boy, how's this going to go over? Like, <laughs> I'm sure this is an environment that he's never been in before. And right. we don't see too many, you know, people of his complexion in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I never felt like he was going to be shunned or I was going to be shunned or anything like that. So I don't I cannot even imagine what it would be like on the other end. Like, I, ha- I have no concept of that. That's the like, thing right there. What does that look like? I have no concept of it. And that's a genuine response. And that's the thing about it right there. Now, when our brother brought his wife, codenamed Linda, back <laughs> to our part of Philadelphia, we are from Wayne Ave, Seymour Street, you know, East Mount Pleasant. We're from a very black part of Philadelphia. Right. You don't get a lot of white people walking around there. No. I watched this woman walk straight up in the hoodest of hoods and not have to worry about the color of her skin. I didn't even have to give it a second thought right. that she was something different. You right. know what I mean? I can't go to a party in the area I've grown up in now in Virginia for the most part of my life. I can't even go to a party and not have that feeling of like, yo, you're other. And then yeah. have somebody who thinks they're too comfortable and say something stupid. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember I worked at GW and this guy... With the same name as our father. I'll just code name it that. And mm-hmm. he's on CNN all the time. And one day he was doing the panel. I used to do sound. He was doing the panel. The name begins with an F. And ends with a K. So FM. So he was doing the panel. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was walking back to Mike people. And his first words to me. I'm with people. I mean, these people are rich beyond my belief. I can't say anything to these people. I'm just Mike and right. them. And he says, Jason, you're black. What do you think about this? Oh and I just goodness. cut my eyes over to him. I gave him that death, you know, that death stare when you, a white dude knows, like, wow, this black dude is about to attack me like right. a, a gorilla in the Congo, you know? Right. Uh-huh. I gave him that look, and I, I wasn't even mad, but I, I had this feeling like, you're so ignorant. 
Right. But you're so privileged and powerful right now mm-hmm. that you can't even be checked on your ignorance. And you get on TV all the time. I see him on TV to this day. And actually, I don't dislike him, but it was a moment where I was just like, ooh, I want to choke. I wanted to choke him. Right. I told you, I, don't want, I never want to hit them. I just want to choke them sometimes. Uh-huh. But it was this moment because he said it in like front of 15 people who were all like more rich and powerful than me. And I was like, yeah. this is how you guys talk at your table. Right. Even the liberals. These are liberal people yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, I'm not talking about liberals. I know. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about conservatives. I'm talking about the liberals right. right now. Even them, those are the people who sit there and they, well, you know, we all need to do this, that, and the third. But I swear, if you bring a Negro to the table, they will be like, mm-hmm. who the hell is this black dude who is not to help? Right. What the hell is he doing at my table right now trying to eat with me? They'd, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop right there. I don't want to get upset. <laughs> Almost choked on my food. I'm going to chill. <laughs> as I look out my window I see the little ones playing amongst each other with the water guns in pure poverty generations of good people in cycles of poverty and poverty. R. Kelly. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, let me put my food down for a minute. Uh, uh, you kind of got... Did, did you see the documentary? No, I didn't watch that. I could not watch that. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it is one that, like... I should have I should have ate dessert before we talk about this because because <laughs> all I think of I can't drink any more of this lemonade because all I think of is golden showers with him. Oh, girls, sorry. <laughs> this was some good lemonade too, but I'm gonna just go ahead and switch yeah. back to the water. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like his opening line to them, man. Anyway, oh, um, God. R- okay, R. Kelly, as they call him, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Personally, I haven't listened to R. Kelly since Aaliyah came out with uh, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Yeah, I checked out on R. Kelly a long time ago, which is why it's been a little surprising to me that everyone is so shocked with this documentary. I'm like, I thought we all knew this like 20 years ago. No, you know what I realized? Black people knew this 20 years ago. Oh. R. Kelly was an R&B star, man. You know what I mean? He's not. Yeah. Michael Jackson is pop star. Mm-hmm. World knows pop. Yeah. R. R. Kelly is R&B. A certain people... Don't get me wrong, there's white people like R&B too, but that's black, black music, right? You right, know what I mean? Right. If you're dating a black girl, you know she's going to have her R&B jams that she like, and you're going, you know, that's, her, that's your love making trip. That's R. Kelly. So right. I think R. Kelly is black. And with that point being said, I'm sorry, man, black people felt their own daughters were still going out there and supporting that dude's music. Yeah. You, no, that's I, some I, you. He was here a couple years ago um, for a concert. And like I said, I checked out on him many, many years ago. And um, I was surprised at the number of people I knew who were going to his show. I'm like, y'all still go see R. Kelly? I'm like, you know about uh, the situations. And um, yeah, they still went. Let me tell you something. If you are 39 and up, I was Mm -hmm. 15 when that dude was dating Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I was 15 and she was 15. Right. And I was like, oh, Leah's cool, man. Like, she, she, no, she's dope, man. I dig that girl, man. It was like a girl that you could actually imagine yourself dating one day because you were the same age. Uh-huh. And then his old ass, old <laughs> grandpa came up talking about he married her. her. Right. But, right, what is this child bride shenanigans <laughs> going on here? Right, uh-huh. I'm not with it. You can hate me all you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not with it. I don't get down like that. And from that point on, I wasn't a fan of R. Kelly. 
I ain't never been a fan of R. Kelly. So when Dave Chappelle made the video making fun of R. Kelly, I was like, about time somebody said something. Right. That's the part that does I don't get, man. Remix to Ignition. It's a dope song. I ain't going to front. It's kind of hot. It was kind of John hot. Blaze. It was kind of John Blaze right there. But Remix to Ignition. Look, I told my girl the other night, the only words I know from that song is, it's the Remix to Ignition. I don't know any other words. Uh -huh. Because every time the song came on, I'm like, I can't get down with that dude. Yeah. He's weird. And I have no. this very hard stance on him, you know? It's weird how society, I mean, we've got a bunch of sexual predators, like, who are celebrities or accused sexual predators that it's taken a long time for them, for, like, their ticket to be pulled. And mm -hmm. then you have to decide whether or not you believe the allegations. And then you have to decide what to do with them and what to do with their, like, body of work, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we started off this podcast, I think, talking about Bill Cosby. Yeah. And, like, you know, here we are with this uh, another sexual predator who has, like, an incredible body of work. He's an incredible artist. I'll give him that. But um, I would never buy a ticket to his show. Like, he will not get a dollar from me. No. I mean, now. All right. Can I pull our car real quick? Okay. All right. What you got to say? I'll take the brownie Sunday. Thank you. Because <laughs> you must be about to say something serious, because you're getting the fat boy dessert. Oh man, it's going it's going straight to the hips. What if Michael Jackson was still alive? I mean, okay, all right. He's coming now. to North Carolina. Yeah, moonwalking, crotch right. grabbing, Jerry <laughs> Curl going everywhere. Right. I mean, he is doing a damn thing, man. Uh -huh. You gonna try to tell me? Morally speaking, you ain't go. You ain't gonna go see the Kang. But this is the thing with Michael Jackson. Uh, the Kang. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna get some hits for this. I'm not convinced that Michael Jackson committed the crimes that he was accused of. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that these families did not put their kids up to this to extort money from him. But the I'm question isn't. Convinced. But the question becomes a thing of it isn't whether the families put their kids up. They're slime balls too for that. The question mm -hmm. is, was he messing with the little boys Johnsons? And that's what I don't know if I believe that. Question, before you move on any further. Uh-huh. Would you let your son spend a night over? No, Michael Jackson? you don't even need to finish that question. <laughs> so <laughs> even if the possibility that it might be an issue. No, he the kids would not be at Neverland Ranch. That's a negative. So you don't believe it, but you don't. I didn't say believe I don't it believe it. <laughs> I said I'm not sure that it actually. I'm not sure. So yeah. So if he came to town, I can't say that I would not go see Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm 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 gonna throw a couple. I'm playing devil's advocate. Here, I, yeah. Right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Because you know you know I put on Thriller and Off the Wall and all that right. stuff in a, in a New York minute. Right. Now, let, let me ask you, if the accusers were black, do you think you will be a little bit more harder on Michael Jackson like we are on R. Kelly? No, I don't think it's a black-white thing. I just, okay. it just, did, to me, the, the stories didn't add up. And I think that a lot of this was about extortion. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I, I do think, though, at the same time that it is not normal and I, I'm, I'm damn near the age that Michael Jackson was when he first got right. accused. Right. <laughs> it, and now you know me. I, now right. I'm 39-year-old black man, and we have our, our 
this this is how we look at people. I if if I told you, yeah, yeah, some of the boys from around the way, they're gonna come over and uh, we're gonna play, we're gonna have a sleepover at my house. Nah, nah, Jay. I'd be like, nah, you're not. You're not gonna do that. So why? So I mean, so <laughs> that's that's my point. Michael Jackson <laughs> is doing this. Yeah, you know, with, it with was little weird. boys. He has I, Neverland I Ranch. Like, mm-hmm. I sometimes I feel like I don't think he maybe intentionally did it, but I think that dude might have been so messed up in the head that he didn't realize, like, yo, man, you crossed in a line. I think that he certainly, most certainly gave a really bad impression about what was happening over there. Because, I mean, I would not send my children over to some grown man's house for a sleepover at Neverland Ranch. I mean, we can go as a family and hang out. And at night, my kids are sleeping with me. But would I just send my kids to some grown man's? No, I'm not right. doing that. And um, I, yeah. So, uh. yeah, I just, but I'm just saying, I don't know that he was guilty. Um, it's not a black-white thing. I do. I feel like it was extortion on his part. Well, but his, if he were, let's say he were, uh-huh. as much as I love Michael Jackson, well, could Jackson you put it down? Five, could you could you put I, down I off put the wall? Down. I mean, well, let, wall. Let, let me say this. I might still, <laughs> <laughs> I might still listen to what I already have recorded and downloaded. Mm-hmm. But I would not download more music. I would not go to his concert. I right. can't say I would not listen to anything I already had. In the right. catalog, <laughs> right? Well, and, yeah. and in all fairness, too, uh, R. Kelly is—he's on a, a whole nother level of it, too. I yeah. mean, he's—he's he, he's beating women. He—he's hitting people. He's starving people. Yeah, like, no, I think his—I think his allegations are way more founded than it, it, it was. Jackson, it was so, one yeah. lady who said that she brought her niece over to the studio just to see how it worked, and the next time she came back, her niece is sitting there with R. Kelly like he was sneaky. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. now, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Michael R. Kelly, I gotta go back to Bill Cosby. Okay. I'm taking, man, mm-hmm. I hate to take all my brothers down like that, but hey, I know. We gotta we gotta throw a white boy in the mix too. <laughs> we can throw a white boy in the mix. I mean Harvey Weinstein. I think he's a Harvey pig Weinstein. too. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think I think I was telling a friend of mine, I think this is kind of what some of the issues that go on when people see like, oh, leave R. Kelly alone, and people are like, man, these black guys backing this dude up just because he's black. I'm like, yeah, because y'all don't like to, y'all don't lock up the white guys for the same stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. like the law has to be equal, but at it the same time, you can't be out there raping people, man. It's true. The, it, which leaves you in a weird place. Is they both true? You know, right. you can't no, be out there yeah. raping people. And I look at all these like all these little rich white boys in college raping women and so it's just been a whole and they get off in the last year and they get off they get off with like a four hundred dollar fine or like a little reprimand it's outrageous and judges are out there saying like you don't want to ruin this whole life for this so f ruining our lives though if R Kelly was doing this to little white girls he would be dead oh yeah. He, he would be he would dead. Already been strung up and you know what? And you know what? You know what? I, I ain't gonna say this is rightfully so on being dead. I don't know about being strung up. Y'all done done that to enough of us. But <laughs> you know, but like, yo, if you messing with kids, you need to be. You know, you're going. There you're done. Be consequences. There exactly. should be serious consequences. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, make sure it happens across the board. I think it was the guy from Seventh Heaven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the fathers on oh, that was yeah, doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I think he's still out. You know, yeah. like you don't. You, if you can't make the law equal for everybody, then you can't make the law. Right. It's as simple uh, as that. I agree with that. So, 
I mean, in general, I think we need to, as a a society, take a look at, you know, these sexual predators across the board. And there needs to be some uniformity in the consequences to their behavior. And it's certainly not now. It just seems like it is on a case-by-case basis, even when the crimes are, like, equally heinous. Or, you know, rape is rape, assault is assault. You know, as a woman, I can't imagine somebody, like, you know, forcibly, Mm -hmm. like, you know, assaulting me sexually and then them walking free with like no consequences black white or in between you know so we need to take a look at how we address cases like this and there needs to be equal punishments across the board but michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) i'm not throwing him in that ring yet even though it looks like they're coming out with a documentary on him too which i actually think is a little unfair because He's not here to defend himself. R. Kelly is around. He can defend himself. R. Kelly can respond to the accusations, which we should all be able to. I think he has the right to respond to the accusations against him. Michael Jackson is not here to defend himself. So I think it's a little foul, like, you know, six, seven, eight years after he died. And this is is that point when they go low. And you're like, see, this is why I don't mess with y'all like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on, man. That dude been dead for like seven years, man. How you going to all of a sudden be like... Playing, you know how they play the dark, creepy music behind it too, oh, and yeah. make him look all creepy. That dude can't even say anything, man. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna darken his skin, and everybody knows that he was white as Casper. But I'm sure, like when they start showing that, uh, they're gonna show from this. It's gonna be gonna all get a little darker. <laughs> it's gonna be all pre off the wall footage, man. Right. <laughs> Black pre vitiligo. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what they doing? Anyway, this looks delicious. We'll be right there. We got racist in-laws, R. Kelly, Michael, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson really messing it up for us. If, if you're interracial dating and, 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 they, and they just watch a special on R. Kelly, I, I'm sure they all like, yo, wait a minute, dog. Wait a minute. Hold on, baby. Hold on, but baby see, girl. That's, that is the problem, though, with racism, yeah. is that he is not the representation of black men. He is the representation of R. Kelly. That's true. And that's where we have a problem is just like anything that happens with one of us represents all but of us. But it's not the and same with them. drives me crazy. It is not the same with them because I know every time there's a crime committed, especially when it's something like, you know, school getting shot Mass up, murders. Just some, some horrible, yeah, mass murder, some horrible rape, something that happens. I know every black person is collectively praying that it was not a black person because we know when we show up to work the next day, people going to be side They're going to side eye you. Yep. And so it is, it is so unfair that we have to, like, carry the weight of, like, every bad thing done by a black person on our shoulder. But it's not the same for white people. After we find out that some mass shooter was a white person, I go to work and my white coworkers are just walking by just as happy-go-lucky or not thinking a thing about it. That's true. They don't care. Even if the shooter looked just like them. That's true. Six feet tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, look just like half my coworkers. Does not bother them. But we got to stop coming out in droves, too, backing up some of our crazies. Now, we came out yeah. in droves backing up OJ. We were like, oh, no. Oh, no, man. You trying to take the brother down. <laughs> R. Kelly, now we, he messing with our own women. And we're like, oh, no. They yeah. trying to take him up. Like, nah. Like, he does not represent all of us, but all of us do not have to back him up either. 
That's true, too. You know? That's true, too. Sometimes people have to be cast away. And Michael Jackson is just a, a big question mark. Because he was... He, he's, he's a question he, mark. He was white, too. <laughs> By the end of it, when he did all that creepy stuff, he black was white. Black or white. By the time he did black or white, yeah, we were all questioning. By the time he got charged, he was white. That's true. He was a white woman. He was a white... Or alien. <laughs> white alien or something. He didn't even look like... He didn't look human at that point. He did not, so, he did not yeah. look human. So... Yes, I think there's two points to be made there. And I mean, at the end of the day, y'all, I mean, if, if, if you're racist, if you got something against somebody for the color of their skin, if you got to think about it or whatever, check yourself. You're wasting right. your time. You're wasting everybody's time. And you're just making the world a little bit more of a miserable place. And just know that if you come in my face with it, yeah. as you said earlier in the second, that's right. I am not mm -mm. accommodating your racism. Not at all. I do not. Zero accommodation. And trust me, I don't know if you noticed on the show or on these little dinner conversations we have, Jason can be an asshole. <laughs> don't push me to be that. I try not to be that. But if you're going to tell me that I, like, I'm not worthy because of the color of my skin, I remember my first girlfriend's brother told her that I looked lazy the first time he saw me. Wow. And that stuck with me. That stuck with right. me to this day. Anybody who knows me knows I am not a lazy man. I have a master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree. I, mm -hmm. I work my job. Work. I play music. Extra jobs. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do this podcast. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of stuff. I am the farthest thing from lazy. But right. I know that that is how a lot of people from multiple races, I'm not just talking about you white people, don't get defensive, right. but people from <laughs> multiple races think that right. of my people. And I'm telling you. get rejected by everybody. Yeah, I mean, we do. But, I mean, if you want to judge all of us by one of us, well, use a good one of us. Because right. there's a lot of exactly. good, there's a lot of good ones use out Oprah. there. Use, use Oprah. <laughs> exactly. Use Oprah, man. Exactly. Use Denzel. Like you know what I mean? Like exactly. There's some upstanding. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Samuel Jackson. Like I mean. What? Well, I mean, he ain't. Well, that's right. He wasn't. Sit, well, today, today Samuel. Samuel. Not not way back in the day. I love Samuel Jackson. I love him too. But I, I he, get he it. had to he had to come through some things. He, he, he had, had a he had a rough life. <laughs> <laughs> but he came through. He did. But he came through, and I do love Samuel Jackson. He did. Now. And, and yep. honestly, and honestly, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna keep it short and funky for you. Look at your own family. Yeah. Because there's not one perfect family walking out there. Look at your own right. family and look at the the mess ups in your family, and just think if everybody judge you by the way that your cousin Roy is, who's an <laughs> alcoholic who uh, right. doesn't have a real job, just fixes cars every now and then, and has a Confederate flag and just spews N-words all over the place. And look at yeah. if everybody looked at you that same way. Like, come on, man. We can all point that finger at each other. Like, Exactly. Let's get it what they say every time you point a finger at somebody, it's three pointing back at That's you. Right. So just remember That's that. That's right. It, it, it's, it's five pointing at you because mine are pointing at you too. <laughs> the ones pointing back at me are saying, Jason, you right. The ones pointing at you... <laughs> saying you wrong check yourself take that check please check please <laughs>